On today's episode, we are going to be talking business, what you'll need to know before you go solo. Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Hey there, thank you for tuning in today. This is your host, Deanna, licensed esthetician and certified health coach. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about business. Business in the beauty business may be a little boring for some of you. However, what I'm going to be sharing with you is very important. If you've been listening to my show by now, you probably know my story. However, for those of you who've just tuned in, I worked as a manicurist for over 15 years, and then I transitioned over to being an esthetician. After 10 years, I was forced to leave. We moved away. When I came here to California, I needed a job, so I took a job as a beauty advisor. After seven years, I decided last year I wanted to start my own esthetician business again. So I went out and I rented a room one day a week in a salon, which I shared with another esthetician who does permanent makeup. Just as I was about to take on another day, we were all hit with COVID-19 and I had to shut my business down. July 8 is the date that I'm going to start working here in California again. I've been talking to a lot of other face and body practitioners who work here in California, and they've been telling me that it's very slow getting the clients to come back. So I thought this would be a perfect time to talk about what it would take to open your own business. If you've been thinking about becoming a solo esthetician or an independent beauty operator or opening a salon, a a skincare studio... I think this episode might be very helpful for you. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Going independent or even opening up your own beauty spa or beauty establishment means you're prepared to reach for the top. It's an exciting time that involves a roller coaster of emotions and activities. Taking this leap is risky. There's no way for me to sugarcoat that. But with the risk comes the potential that you will succeed in achieving your most ambitious career goals. As an independent esthetician, a spa, or a salon owner means you'll have to shape your business however you see fit. You may want to model your business to include esthetician services along with spa treatments. Day spas follow this model. They offer a wide range of facial treatments along with a number of body services or body treatments. Another option is to create your own business model along the lines of a skincare studio or clinic. This business model focuses on providing only esthetician services such as facials and skincare products. Many estheticians find that offering their services along with other health activities is hugely rewarding. This is where clients can enjoy a yoga session, a steam room, acupuncture, massage, 
weight loss consultation, or maybe even connected to a waxing studio. No matter what model you follow as an independent beauty business, you'll need to understand the ins and outs of what you're about to get into. You'll need to consider your options. And at this point, hopefully, you'll have no doubt proving that you're a skilled esthetician. You've got the talent it takes to attract and retain regular clients. I'm going to say that again. At this point, before you open any beauty business, you must have, with no doubt, proven that you're a skilled esthetician or beauty operator, that you've got the talent it takes to attract and retain regular customers. The beauty of starting your own esthetician business is that you have so many options. In addition to offering packages of the most popular general beauty services, you also have the option of choosing a niche market to focus on, such as medical estheticians, makeup artistry, holistic estheticians, waxing specialists, esthetician combo specialist. Many estheticians choose to gain additional training or certifications in a specialty area and offer a combination of services such as massage, yoga, acupuncture, or even health coaching. Esthetician sales representative. This involves the sale and demonstration of beauty products. And there are so many other beauty options to choose from. Picking your esthetician or beauty specialty service depends on your state's regulations. You may be able to specialize in microdermabrasion, LED treatments, dermaplaning, chemical peels, or permanent makeup. Your imagination is the limit when it comes to what service you want to offer in your own beauty establishment. If you want to open your own beauty business, you're going to have to have at least a basic sense of business if you want to be successful. This could be a stumbling block for many experienced estheticians who are great at their craft but don't take the necessary time to learn how to do a business or how a business works. The fact of the matter is, the business side is just as important as the beauty side. While taxes and city licenses might be a new subject, you can rest assured that once you conquer the business learning curve, you can go right back to focusing on the services that you provide as a professional beauty operator. So now, here are the things that you'll need to learn before you become an independent beauty operator with your own suite or your own business. You'll need to know about renting or buying a business location. You'll need to learn about state board cosmetology and health department regulations, city or county business licenses, state and federal employee laws and taxes. If the thought of developing a Business know-how is absolutely scary, horrifying, or overwhelming. 
You can always hire somebody or partner with somebody who can do this for you. Good husband and wife routine will work well. It did for me. Now, you'll need to know about renting or buying a business location. You know the adage, location, location, location. Well, it holds true, just as true for an esthetician business. You can browse real estate near the places where your targeted client already congregate, or you can take a risk and open up in a new location in an area where you've calculated it's underserved with less competition. The number of walk-ins combined with your already established regular clientele will determine how aggressive you need to make your future advertising campaigns. Once you've selected your location, you'll also have to consider property and liability insurance, cosmetology board and health department regulations. When you're shopping around for a business location, it's important to be aware of the cosmetology board and state health department regulations as they relate to the requirements for a salon or other type of beauty establishments. If the establishment you're considering renting doesn't have features like a public bathroom, a sink, you'll need to get those installed. That means potentially hiring an architect, electrician, plumber, and this can be very expensive. Check with your State Board of Cosmetology and Health Department to see exactly what building standards businesses like yours must abide by. These commonly include adequate ventilation system, hot and cold running water, portable drinking water, hand-washing facilities, public bathrooms, and a minimum square footage requirement per esthetician room or beauty chair or workstation. When it comes to city or county business licenses, before you can open your own salon or any other type of esthetician establishment, you need a business license. Your city hall or county administration building usually issues business licenses. When filling out your business license application, you'll likely need the following. Your business address, your business name, and what kind of business you are registering, such as an LLC or sole proprietorship. A sole proprietorship is a business in which you are the sole owner and operator. A limited liability company, which is an LLC, can shield you from risk while allowing you to report business earnings as personal income and is the model you can use if you plan to hire several employees or open a franchise. If you think you'll be hiring employees or working with a partner, then you must learn about your state's employment laws as well as the federal employment law. Making a mistake in this aspect of owning an esthetician business can have huge ramifications, leading to fines or, or even bigger headaches. Your state board of cosmetology should have all the appropriate resources for you to learn about each law for your state. Let's say, for an example, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Well, they do not allow you to rent booths or rent rooms to independent practitioners. 
Wow, that's a bummer. Remind me not to move there. The beauty industry involves commissions, salaries, wages, and independent rental work. As a business owner, you are responsible for fitting these professional work relationships into the federal tax code. Because this can be complicated and confusing, the IRS has published a tax guide for beauty salon owners. This is basically how things stand with the federal employment law and the beauty industry. If you pay someone a commission, then they are considered your employee. If you rent a booth or room to someone and that person sets their own hours, provides their own tools and supplies, sets their own prices and sees their clients, then you can consider that person as an independent contractor. Now, if you choose the sole proprietor route and you own a calculator, then chances are you can get by by doing your own taxes. If you have employees or booth rentals or room rentals, then things get a little bit more complicated with W-2s, 1099s, and payroll taxes to name just a few. In this case, you're advised to spend your first tax year with someone who is experienced to help guide you through the paperwork. Before you think about owning your own practice, you should have a well-established, loyal client base, a huge clientele, and enough savings to fund your idea. This is just my opinion, along with that of many others in the trade, that you shouldn't go into debt to start your own business. But ultimately, that decision is up to you, and plenty of other people will tell you that if you have an an awesome business plan and experience, then a loan can be worthwhile. Regardless of how you initially fund your business, the following list I'm going to show you expenses that you can expect to occur along your way to opening. Now, I've omitted the cost estimates as these can range widely from location to location. Monthly lease or mortgage payments. The cost to renovate your business so that it can meet the state codes. Property and liability insurance. Business license costs. Cost of beauty supplies and esthetician tools. Cost of basic materials like tables, chairs, mirrors, and waiting area furniture. Business expenses like a computer, web web page, telephone, business cards, cable TV, subscriptions and magazine subscriptions, advertising and marketing campaigns, hiring employees, your own cost of your basic living needs, rent, mortgage, transportation, food, medical, insurance, etc., an accountant if needed, extra expenses for repairs and and other unexpected costs. While you really do have to consider these expenses, I do not want to discourage you. There are plenty of success stories out there. I know an esthetician who lived in a very small town who started her business specializing in a soothing hydrofacial that started at $170. This business brings in enough revenue to support its founder and the owner who is a master esthetician with 20 years of experience, as well as three additional employees.
Remember, success is not the finale, and failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. The road to success and the road to failure are exactly the same. Opportunity doesn't happen. You have to create it. If you'd like me to give you the formula for success, it's really easy. Double your rate of failure. If you're thinking of failure as your enemy of success, that isn't true. You can be discouraged by failure or you can learn from it. So go ahead and make mistakes. Make all you can. Because remember, that's where you will find success. All success takes place outside your comfort zone. There are no secrets to success, really. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. And with that, I'm ending today's episode. But I'd like you to hit that subscribe button because next time I'm going to be sharing with you eight tips on how to build a clientele, eight things you must do to build a clientele. And I'll also be sharing with you some tips on how you can do anything better. So you wouldn't want to miss out on that. Until then, that's all I got, folks. (laughs) 